Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Dave Rule, the head of product at Hanzo, a developer of solutions for enterprise legal, governance, and compliance teams to manage their complex collaboration and web-based data. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ari. How are you? I'm great. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Tell us about your background and your role at Hanzo. I am a 14-year veteran. I start counting backwards on this one. 14-year veteran of, of the e-discovery space. I had a whole career before this, and I switched over and got into uh, e-discovery. I started working in for a um, LSP, the Cleveland Marketplace, for over 18 years. So that was, you know, I, I lived there before this, being in the legal space, but I uh, worked for an LSP there. I switched over from, I bounced around a couple LSPs that were, that were based out of there, and then ended up at a place called Eureka Software, which is an endpoint detection software uh, company. I was there for five years. And then I was recruited by Zapproved and ended up moving to Portland, Oregon in 2020. So went through a couple jobs in 2020, Zapproved, and I was at a company called Canopy, which did data breach management as well. So it gave me kind of a, a broader, I think, scope of not only inform information governance, of course, legal, but broadened my horizons a little bit about what was going on in data breach management, PI detection, a lot of that type of stuff. Has the rise of collaboration apps and the onset of remote work affected the way that corporate legal operations and e-discovery professionals are approaching generally the preservation and collection of, of collaboration data for e-discovery and for investigations? I think everyone can agree something profound happened in 2020 on collaboration apps. And that was, of course, um, COVID, the pandemic that hit. So we saw this just massive, our clients have seen this massive increase. And I was running stats last month, Ari, looking at just the volume of data that has been streaming into our system over the past four years. And it's really interesting to see the change, the real switch that we saw on in, just ingestion content that really began the early 2020. And we saw, and our clients are obviously seeing this as well, we saw between a double and a tripling of the amount of content that was being put up on collaboration apps, so Slack and Teams. And so, I mean, obviously that has profound impact across the entire legal workflow because, you know, we're, what you were looking at, you know, is now doubled or tripled when it goes to trying to, you know, find data, trying to call that data, trying to produce that data. So that obviously had a profound impact on everything uh, up and down. And, you know, that's, it has a huge impact for, for companies like ours who have to try to help clients connect to that information and try to grab that information, collect that information. There's just a lot more of it now. So that was, I think, one of the huge markers that we saw you know, starting in 2020. And really, we've seen it. It's it's really continuing into here into 23. 22, we did see a little bit of a drop. So I don't know if people are kind of dropping back and going back into office, but we did see in some of the usage, we did see a little bit of information traveling through channels and things like that. We saw a little bit of a drop, but certainly 2021 and most of the way through 22, huge amount of data. How has Hanzo's suite of applications evolved in response? We were purpose-built when we started for enterprise. So we were we were always scaled for more toward enterprise than anything else. But at the end of the day, you know, with the the answer to the question before, the volumes have increased, you know, between double and triple. And so what we ended up having to do, you know, in many ways is just beef up the in infrastructure, things like our the, the way we ingest data, the pipelines in which we pull that data in uh, to try to make it more, you know, uh, 
more rapid get to the information and more efficient when we're doing that. So for us, really, a lot of it was infrastructure based uh, because I think, you know, from the core, when we began building the product, it was really engineered for en enterprise systems anyway. But, you know, all of a sudden those enterprises are doubling and tripling their amounts. So um, the other thing that was, I think, really important for our Slack clients was Slack introduced uh, the idea of in-place pr preservation. So before they had that, and they did that in late 21, before they had that really, it was a collect pres to preserve workflow for our Slack users. So you were constantly ingesting content just to hang on to it so that, you know, if you did have litigation, then you could produce the, the, the information you needed. So um, one of the things that happened there was when Slack introduced that, we were the first ones to kind of jump on that ability to do in-place preservation. So I think that had a pretty profound impact for Slack users because now you can preserve that data at the point of collection or at point of uh, creation and make it work. So that also was, I think, for Hanzo and for our clients, that was a, that was a big kind of turning point uh, for not having to adjust all the content all the time just to preserve it. You can actually preserve it in place like Google's been doing, like Teams does, et cetera, et cetera. So as litigation support and e-discovery has become more complex, how can legal teams leverage technology to optimize their productivity? Technology has already made that process more streamlined at the end of the day. So, I mean, it's it's something, you know, technology has been there for quite a long time. E-discovery platforms have been, they're quite mature, obviously. But, you know, one thing we've seen, Ari, and we were talking about this kind of middle of last year, late last year, was the, the challenge in SaaS applications and how much they've grown. And maybe maybe this is happening with you, uh, maybe other people that you've, you've uh, spoken with. But you know, for enterprises, and this also does tie back to some of the COVID stuff that's been going on, but SaaS applications um, that are being used inside enterprises are growing just astronomically as well. So not just the amount of data, it's the amount of applications people are doing um, you know, and using. And so one of the challenges that we see, and, and I think uh, a real solution in technology is how you deal with those SaaS application. So I think there was a stat of uh, an average enterprise has over 250 SaaS applications that they're using. Um, so anywhere from you know creating databases and uh, tracking inventory um, <clears throat> to doing you know all kinds. Of, it's 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 absolutely incredible what people are doing for these SaaS applications. But what we've seen is more and more those SaaS applications are becoming relevant to litigation. And so you have this clashing now of a SaaS application that may have been built that is not really geared toward exporting data or toward generating information for e-discovery. And so what we've been seeing is because these SaaS applications are becoming more relevant, we have to go and try to collect data from those applications. So that's the one place where I think technology um, has to catch up with what is being deployed in these enterprises as far as SaaS applications. You've spent a lot of your career working in emerging technology and just sort of persuading folks to leverage new tools. What are some best practices for overcoming any resistance to digital transformation, particularly in e-discovery? One of the things that happens is having frank conversations with people who are resistant to this. You dig into the fact that how are you doing what you have to do? If there's an, an obligation to preserve data, obligation to go protect, collect data, how are you actually pulling that off? And to talk talk through that process with someone. So if there's resistance, you can kind of bring it to a, hey, let's talk about what you're doing kind of notion to them. And then begin looking at the, you know, maybe the workflow or maybe the convoluted ways that some people are trying to do this. People are still working with spreadsheets when there may be a really great uh, tool out there that would help them with that. 
I mean, you know, eDiscovery, obviously, these platforms are quite mature, Ari. And yeah, there's, there's, we talked to a lot of people and there has been some resistance. The other interesting thing too, Ari, is, is when we talk about um, resistance for things like collaboration apps, there was this rapid adoption in 2020 when all of a sudden people are no longer coming to the office. There was a rapid adoption of these because people didn't have a choice. We couldn't beat this application up to say, hey, how secure is it? Hey, how many people is it going to service? Hey, is it really work for our need? That's part of this SaaS kind of this growing of the SaaS apps too. We saw people just saying, oh, I need to do this. I'm going to go get this application. Oh, I need to do that because nobody's here to go do it. So the same thing is really true. I think in some of the resistance, there was resistance and then I think some of the the rapid nature of having to get a tool has lowered that resistance or they just didn't have time because IT or some manager said, we don't have time for this because we need to do this work and people are not in the office and we just have to go do it. So a lot of it is really flushing out how people are working. If there's resistance to any discovery tool, there's always some of that going on, but you, know, you, you just try to overcome that with your workflow, your security, how you're going to make their life better at the end of the day and try to make it in a more streamlined process for them. So given that point, as the use of collaboration platforms becomes more common and expected in business operations, how do you see eDiscovery evolving? eDiscovery, it's had to evolve over these last two years. You know, it's interesting too, because you see when you have a double and a tripling of, of the content and collaboration, we have seen, especially when we talk to startup companies, it is a collaboration platform first mentality for them. We were talking to a company not that long ago. They're like, we're not even doing email here at the company. So it's interesting that a lot of companies are like, they're not even looking toward email as a solution for them. They're looking toward Microsoft Teams. They're looking toward Slack. And so it's an interesting switch and mentality switch at the end of the day. But e-discovery tools have gotten quite good at this in, in dealing with not only the volumes, but dealing with the, the switch over to the collaboration platforms at the end of the day. And so... The other thing I think is really going to help here, Ari, because, because there's so much content, we're talking, you know, single matters with 18 million, 20 million messages, is where do we leverage, we begin to leverage the technologies I think eDiscovery has put in place for things like email and other information, unstructured data and things like that. So I really do believe as we head into 23, machine learning, AI technology is going to help accelerate the knowledge around the information that's there. Because at the end of the day, when you look at what people are ingesting, there's a lot of junk. Email starts off with a really big amount of data and gets down to a really small amount of data. It's true even more with collaborative data because you have the general channel, you have the pets channel, you have the sports channel, you have the people who are talking about you know, uh, coffee shops and things like that. So there's a lot of data that's being streamed into a system and being discussed every day. And getting to the heart of the matter as fast as possible is really obviously super critical now with so much content that's going through the platform. So when we talk about machine learning and AI technology, being able to have that information or those technologies help you get to the heart of the matter as fast as possible by looking for uh, the sentiment of what's going on, looking through a channel and disseminating what is being discussed in a channel because you don't have a subject line anymore. You just have a general channel where people are just streaming data into it. So how do you find that stuff beyond keyword? How do you find that stuff in a more uh, streamlined and efficient manner? And I really do believe that the technologies that I, I think have been put in place with a lot of e-discovery platforms are really going to help in that area too. That's one area that Hanzo is also building out to try to help our clients try to find that stuff as quickly as possible. 
This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Dave Rule, the head of product at Hanzo, a developer of solutions for enterprise legal governance and compliance teams to manage their complex collaboration and web-based data. Dave, thanks so very much. All right. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.